checking out the Missio Day Humble Park podcast and joining us as we join God as he makes all things new. We are excited to pursue his heart for the greatest city on earth and the center of the city in this great neighborhood of Humble Park. Yeah, come on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Joy is the 
It is us in constant anticipation that God is going to do so. Now, we need an example. Probably, think about when you were about 12 years old, 11 years old, and your birthday was the next day. How did how the woman speak to you? Think about when you were Christmas, you were maybe 13, 14. How was going to sleep before that day came? That anticipation, we get access to that every single day. And I know you're wondering, how do we get access to that? <laughs> the joy of the Lord. And joy is difficult when you are a human and you go through things that are unexpected. You go through grief, mourning. You, you experience loss. You experience trauma in this life. How is joy even a fruit that can be reasonably expected for us to walk into with all that we go through? We know in Scripture, there are so many who have gone through other things. Think of us being in this pandemic, it's sort of like that time. That helps us with our biblical context. The children of Israel were constantly carried away into exile in this different kingdom. First it was Babylon, then later on it was Persia. And they were immediately trying to translate all of their culture there, but were under some crazy oppression. A place where they worshipped one God, and they were one where polytheism was the way, where there wasn't any value for the one and only God of Abraham. Yet, we see the stories of so many people triumphing and being placed there. From Esther to Daniel to Nehemiah, who is able to feel grace in this situation. That God's favor challenges you no matter where you go. And it is felt like we've been in that now, right? We've been kept away from each other. We don't have an opportunity to come back together. Forget feeling joyful about being with the people of God. Hey, I just want my wife to carry me there. No matter what the feeling is. But there are some concrete barriers to the joy of the average Christian in life. A church should be the happiest place on earth. Jesus. 
even so much when he was in his womb, in his mother's womb, John, <laughs> who was in Elizabeth's womb, was expecting his coming so much that his mother was filled with very fruits of joy. And the Holy Spirit was amazing. I remember when I was filled.
for joy. Bless you. That we may not even have at the moment to be a part of this auspicious event, something that happens inside of us. So we can see all of heaven looking over, anticipating the goodness of what's going to happen. I don't want to live a life where it takes a world-changing transitional event to make me feel joy. That I can walk around and go, hmm, there's joy. I'm talking a lot about the characteristics of joy. You're probably wondering, okay, all right, Chris, I hear you. I hear you. Joy is good. I know joy is good. But, but, I'm going to But what do I do when I can't get excited about life? I think of this statue when everything is just pulling on us and everything is hard and we are just what's up? When it does, we get to go back to scripture. We get to go back to who Jesus was. I know a lot of why it's a tough for people to come back in church and can engage sometimes and to be joyful is because shame is the anticipation of rejection. That it is us anticipating we're going to be rejected. I think sometimes it's why people tell me why they didn't come to church. Which is, I know, it's cool. I'm never going to reject anyone. I'm never going to reject you. You know why? Because God has accepted me no matter what I've done. This is why I worship the way I worship. This is why I love the way I love. Because there is no shame left. No shame whatsoever. In Hebrews 12 and 1, Jesus does something amazing. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. How do I get joy? I need to figure out how in the heck did Jesus have joy when he is experiencing the most despicable, shameful death that can happen. Did he find joy? It sets him. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. And you're wondering what this abstract joy is. I think it's really simple. He saw all of us. He saw each and every one of us. 
He saw each and every one of us. He saw the death. He saw our sinful transgressions. That was the joy for which he endured the cross. Despite the shame. That word despise is catechism. Now, Greek words are complex words, meaning they're two words that are put together, but the word catechism comes from this, so it has something to do with death or paralysis or something.
And then you say, no, but Jesus, despise the shame, but naked on the cross, he despised the shame. Like, he has no authority. And God loves us so much that he's saying, we can put this, we can put the death of this thought together. We can do it together because I don't have any shame for you. We don't have any shame for you here. This is why I will never, ever ask where we're going to mess up. Never. Because I don't have any shame for you. There is none that exists. Is the joy of the Lord. We already have the joy of the Lord. 